ladies and gentlemen, tonight's main event. Coming to the ring, standing at six foot seven, weighing a cool 120 pounds, and hailing from the land that parents forgot, here's one of your co-hosts, Mike Whitman. And his opponent, weighing 319 pounds and standing five foot nine, from parts unknown, the man without a name, this is Bud. Ding, ding. <laughs> or I'm Bo. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to Tope It's always fun to do. Hey, this is uh, uh, What Wrestling Can Be. This is the inaugural episode. Uh, we just Mike and I, because uh, we didn't want to do a guest for this one, because we wanted to get intimate with the listener base of maybe one person. <laughs> I feel like that's sort of presumptuous. <laughs> get intimate with the listener. Just, I feel like we should do another take. Come on up. Of light of fire. <laughs> Watch wrestling it's with your bots. That's what it sounds like. It sounds <laughs> like you're like dialing up some Michael McDonald or like some Christopher Cross no, and inviting with us. inviting the wrestler over. Uh, I have a, a thing to say real quick. Yeah. Uh, so listeners, if there's any, uh, the first uh, inaugural episode we did, we didn't release, but we recorded it uh, here mm -hmm. at Mike's house. We're at Mike's house. Mike Whitman, I'm Bo Rosser. And, uh, <laughs> and uh we had like it was all it was a really pro setup where stuff was on tables and there was there was there was a uh, the mouth guards or whatever they're called where they don't pop your peas and bop your bees or whatever definitely not mouth guards i know i'm a singer yeah <laughs> in a band and i don't know what it's called yeah um anyway this we're doing it on a couch now with handheld mics and i feel far more comfortable i well, feel the like the couch is more I comfortable like a person and not a this feels better more casual. I'm more, I'm more, more casual. I thought you were going to say more generic. I'm more generic now. Just meat and potatoes, Bo. Anyway, what's this show about? Oh, it's wrestling. Wrestling. So, can we talk about our? Can we talk about the intro though? Yeah. Really quick. Yeah. Because like the music they just heard. Not not the music the that they just heard. We can we can talk about. We can we can I can we can put my music over in a minute. But okay. like, uh, I really like that. Uh, you were the man with no name. Mm -hmm. But then I said your name. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show. We're going to have fun and stupidity about wrestling. Um, and I'm really excited about it. This is an idea I've had in my head for a while. And I finally, uh, through improv, discovered uh, Mike here and, and his love for, for the sport of professional wrestling. And it's great. Because now I have an outlet to talk about it to some, with someone. Yeah. And I'm here uh, uh, for the money. Yeah. I'm the here. Fame. I'm along for the ride. The fame, the fortune, yeah. the babes, the Lamborghinis, the, Lambos. The babes, the guys. Yeah, you know, anyone, you, you the, know, um, gre 
greasy, the grease muscle heads. Love them. We're going to talk a lot about those greasy muscle heads. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a lot of different kinds of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're actually, we are going to talk about a match in this episode. So let's talk about the show, though, what it is, since you don't know. Uh, the goal of ours is to convince everyone we know to like wrestling and enjoy wrestling as much as we do. Because it's a, it has a huge fan base. It's gigantic globally, yet it's still stigmatized um, and embarrassing for some. Um, so our idea is to get people from the, the comedy community here in Portland, and maybe uh, if we get some kind of notoriety, maybe some of the people that come touring through, that would be fun. Some celebs. Some celeb, celeb comedians. Some uh, David Schwimmer level celebs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll plug that later. Then I have to do it if I plug it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then show them a wrestling match if they don't like wrestling, a really high quality wrestling match. And if hopefully they'll like it, we can talk about it and try to convince them to go watch it on their own and like wrestling and enjoy it. It probably won't pan out, but one can hope. Yeah, we'll probably crash and burn. Around what episode? Uh, Maybe three or four. I don't want to do that. My side's too high. I don't want to expect too much of us. I th- no, so I think that the the thing that uh, I would add is that it's less important for me that people like wrestling. Sure. It's more that people are exposed just just like you were if you were exposed to a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Let's say a movie that is in the category that fall- it falls into the category of uh, being bad without being so bad that it is enjoyable. Right. Right. So, uh, so it's bad, but if you if you watch two hours of it, you don't feel gross that you watch the two hours. Right. No, it's a really it's an enjoyable experience. Like the room is an, an enjoyable cinematic experience you have for that me. Community there to know that it's a bad movie, but you embrace that. We're bad. cracking up the whole time while yeah. we're watching something that is unintentionally bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, without being too 2019 and like shitty and postmodern. Yeah. <laughs> We'll uh, see some of that, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll uh, see the good match that's within that shit of the early 2000s. The point, yeah. The, the point is that we show somebody uh, Citizen Kane, or we show somebody The Godfather, or we show right. somebody Certain Women, um, which was an independent movie that I really, really liked. Uh, and uh, if you're not familiar, go see it. Uh, and we show them something that is really excellent, that we think is excellent, and they are given a uh, – their view is expanded. Right. That's why what wrestling can be is the tagline. Yeah. So even if they say, you know what, this isn't my thing, but I can see why someone might watch this. This seems like it could be fun if it's done in a really classy way. For sure. You know? Yeah, that's it. That's the whole show. And that's it's it. going to be hopefully very fun for – it's going to be fun for us. If you guys have fun on it, fine. But Mike and I are going to have a blast. Yeah, but really the most important thing is the money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely in the so. Lambos. We need the Lambos and the Greasy Hunks. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, we got we to run a show here because, again, we're, we're not professionals. Um, t- today's match, actually, uh, we are going to watch something uh, I, I thought I hadn't seen. But I think I've seen the beginning of the ma- beginning of this match in particular. But there's a whole series that these two uh, performers, wrestlers, are going are gonna to do. Um, so Mike and I are probably going to come back periodically with these solo episodes of just us two watching this series and maybe other series in the future. Yeah. Who knows? So, uh, today's match we're going to watch is, uh, Okada versus Kenny Omega at New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 11 in 2017. So it's going to be that first match. We're going to watch it. Um, we're going to report back and, uh, you're going to hear how, uh, we experienced it. 
for the actual shows that aren't just us, same thing, but with a guest that probably doesn't like wrestling. And again, we're going to open their mind to something different. Yeah. What they do with that information, it's basically, it's not our problem. <laughs> it's not our responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, this is the first in a series of four matches that Okada and Omega had in New Japan Pro Wrestling before Omega um, went to AEW full-time. Which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yeah. These four matches are widely regarded as some of the absolute best pro wrestling Mm -hmm. in history. Uh, I think it's a really great series for us to watch together uh, as a as a sequential kind of experience, mm-hmm. I would like to do the same kind of thing with certain uh, King of the Ring runs. Yeah. You yeah, know, three match. Bracketed championship stuff. Totally. Cruiserweight classics, yeah. stuff oh, like that, God, you know. I'm pumped to watch that again. Thank um, you. Whereas with guests, I think doing uh, self-contained single match sure. uh, storylines. Focused thing. Yeah, is the way to go. But for us, because we already like wrestling and because we're willing, it's not a chore for us to sit down no. and watch four, four After, great matches. So we, we had improv uh, practice with our instructor today here at Mike's house. And as soon as it ended, I was like, we got wrestling now. And Mike was like, oh, shit, we got wrestling now. Yeah, I was we excited. Both, we both kind of forgot that we we're doing this podcast today. And it's it's going to be fun. I'm already smiling. I'm beaming. I'm smiling so big right now. Yeah. Um. So first, let's do a weekly check-in, though. Like, where are you and I at? with wrestling in its current form. Now, we just before actually we answer that, we just watched uh, Al Snow, which is a... He got really big during the Attitude Era of... And ECW and WWE Attitude Era back in 19... In the late 90s, early 2000s. Since then, he's left the company, left WWE, and he's... he's I don't know where he is now, but he's still an authority in wrestling. I believe he has a pro wrestling school. Yeah? Yeah, I think, he te- I think he teaches people to... To Russell, is which is Florida? super cool. I'm sure it's in Florida. No, I think he has them all over the place. I'm, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but I think we're gonna spout out facts here. They may yeah. not be right. We don't. We're not gonna look them up. That's yeah. not how the show is. But yeah, I, he said some really good stuff. He was talking about uh, how certain segments of fans uh, can ruin a certain segment of, of a fandom can can ruin the thing they're fans of. Um, and yeah, I thought what he said. He was talking about vocal minorities just being angry with wrestling because they think they know what it takes to make it good Mm -hmm. even though they're just taking in that content and not actually in that world yeah and thinking that that makes them a type of authority or expert which is i could not agree more i mean i'm sure you and i've done it from time to time well not only in wrestling right but in so many other aspects of life like sometimes you're a jerk yeah and if you're lucky, you're able to kind of look back and go, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I was a jerk. I should approach situations in the yeah. future with more humility and, yeah. like, curiosity as opposed to defensiveness and, like, pretension. Which is know? also – it falls in line with when I say to someone that I watch wrestling uh-huh. and their immediate reaction is a scowl or yeah. a grimace. It's yeah. Like, well, hold on. Yeah. You don't know who I am yet, or yeah. it sounds like you don't know about wrestling. You, yeah. might, you might have had a oh, should it be shitty, an actual shitty experience with Very wrestling. Very possible. Who knows? But I, I like not myself trying not to have that instant reaction to find out what people love, you know, and, and experience mm-hmm. those. Right. So what he was saying, it, it, it kind of extends to every, uh, like you said, every aspect of life. And it's it's someone being cast in a movie and the fans on Twitter don't like the casting. So they think they know how to cast it better, even though the director is probably the authority in that casting. Yeah, That kind of thing happens all the time. And it's, it's just as prevalent in wrestling. Which is why I think wrestling can get a bad rap as well, is because that 
vocal minority is fucking vocal and they're loud and yeah. they have a platform to do it on Twitter, on whatever. So what I want, with that in mind, I would like to, this show, to have us try and stray away from negativity in wrestling. Totally. Because we're going to watch some matches that are amazing that are in times of wrestling that is bad. Like I look mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. on the Attitude Era and I think that most of it's schlock. There's good stuff in that that we want to look at and not focus on that garbage that's that right. is in the past, you know? So I think what Al Snow was uh, right on the money about is that we tend to gravitate toward contempt when we are familiar with something. That's something that he really touched yeah. on. And just because we like wrestling... We want to see it better. Not Well, yeah, we want to see it better. We want to see it be as great as it can yeah. be, but... We are coming from a place of like love and appreciation and admiration for the people that mm-hmm. do this and a place of respect as opposed to a place where we think that we know better. And I think that's why I'm so excited about doing a podcast or really anything that is based on that kind of new day power of positivity. Yeah. You know, we're looking at what we think is excellent and saying why we love it. And amplifying that excellence of it to show it to other people. Right, yeah. We're not in we're tr- doing God's work. God's work. <laughs> we're trying to translate why we think what makes wrestling great or what it can be, you know, uh, and translate it for someone to an area that maybe they like, yeah. you know, an area of media or entertainment and go, this is uh, something that you like in this medium. This is something similar that happened in this medium, which is wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might like this too. For sure. And they will. Well, or they can't leave your house when we we'll do see. the show. We'll Threat, see. We'll threaten the guests. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, let's check in with what wrestling we've been watching. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't. Um, yeah. Lately, I, I I'm I'm kind of caught up on NXT, which is uh, WWE's uh, developmental brand, but it's kind of expanding out into its 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 own quote unquote indie brand now because um, it's going live every mm-hmm. week. So I haven't caught out. I caught the first live episode. It's really good. Yeah. And I heard this week's, last week's was really good as well. So I'll probably watch that when I get home later today. Um, but other than that, no, I don't think I've watched in earnest anything else since we watched the AEW um, All In. Wow. All Out. All Out. All Out. All Out was August, late August. So mm-hmm. it's been a while. What, what about you? Yeah, I've actually uh, been watching a lot of pro wrestling. Um, so that's a good, good. a nice highlights? balance. Yeah, I thought that the, both of the first NXT shows on USA were really good. Um, uh, watching uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, stuff that's come out recently, mm-hmm. uh, the Destruction event, Destruction from Kobe, I believe. Um, the thing that I really appreciated about that event was the Young Lions kind of uh, conclusion of that tournament for the Young Lion Cup. Okay. They were fantastic. They were so good. I cannot wait to see those guys. What is a young lion for anyone not familiar with Japanese wrestling? Yeah. They're just young wrestlers. They're just it, sort of wrestlers that are getting their start and mm-hmm. learning the learning the craft and coming out of um, the New Japan Dojo, which is yeah. where people uh, learn how to wrestle. And um the matches they put on were, I thought, as as good as just about as good as anything that I would see anywhere. Yeah, you know, I love watching the young lions. I like watching when they they graduate from the young lions status because mm-hmm. the young when you watch young lions, they're always they're in uh, black trunks, black knee pads, yeah, maybe black elbow pads if they want elbow pads, black boots, 
just real generic. But then when they're they're finally unleashed and let out into their gimmick, basically, mm-hmm. they find a gimmick, they become these totally larger than life characters. Usually, it's a really fun process to watch. Like if you go back and watch some of Shinsuke Nakamura's Young Lion stuff, and he's like he's just this unassuming Japanese wrestler, mm-hmm. and then. He gets the red leather pants. Mm-hmm. He becomes Shinsuke motherfucking Nakamura. <laughs> it's so cool. And I feel like we don't have that. NXT is kind of that, sort of. Mm-hmm. It's developing, but they're still, as soon as they hit TV, they have a gimmick. The gimmick might not work and they might repackage them later. Yeah. But they're not given that chance to kind of grow as organically as, as something in New Japan as the Young Lions. Yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler, Mike? That seems to be a good next segment before we actually... Uh, talk about this match we're going to watch. Do you have any uh, wrestlers off the top of your head that... Well, let's do... Who's your favorite wrestler of all time in this episode? And not just this week. Okay. Yeah. Favorite wrestler of all time is Bret Hart. Dope. Yeah. He's so good. Yep. My Quit favorite... Short and easy reason why. Uh, he was my hero when I was a little kid. Okay. And uh, growing up, I can look back at so many of his matches and enjoy them now with my kind of, you know, through my... Adult eyes, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, because so much of what he did was uh, reality based. Yeah. Um, everything made sense. Everything was done for a reason. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just his style is I, I'm really uh, enjoy watching somebody who uh, is able to make small things seem very important. Yeah. Yeah. Good in match storytelling with. Yep. In-ring storytelling, he's... God, I'm so happy he's still with us, too. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Even after that, he had a huge, what, prostate cancer scare? Is that what, or testi- testicular cancer? I think, it was the, pro- I think it was prostate. Whew, yeah. That's a rough one. Yeah. Because that kills a lot of people before they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, Were you going to ask me a question? Oh, yeah, Thanks. right. <laughs> Duh. I thought that was sort of, sort of an implied question. <laughs> Who's your favorite wrestler, Oh, Bob? so glad you asked. Uh, mine's Macho Man Randy Savage. Good one. Uh, I've told you this before, but uh, as a kid, I really didn't wasn't cognizant to the ins and outs of, of the chemistry of the match of why it's good, why it's yeah. why these wrestlers how they're working together. Mm-hmm. But uh, the theatrics I glommed onto mm-hmm. uh, as you know comedic performers ourselves, mm-hmm. we like theatrics from time to time. And Macho Man, uh, at least in that era, really had that down to a science. Mm-hmm. Um, from just mind games with his promos to subtle mind games with his arrogance coming to the ring or having Elizabeth on it by his side at all times. Uh, his, just his flamboyance, but also being a fucking shithouse. We haven't used that term yet. This is Mike and I's favorite term is a shithouse. A barrel chested, big old man that really Gets in there and works it out. You think of a Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen, <laughs> uh, those guys. Here's what we'll do. Every Vader. match we watch, we'll be like, all right, this one's versus Okada versus Kenny Omega. Okay, who's the bigger shit house? All right. That's Problem. a tough one. It is. They're both. I don't know who's the Who is shit the bigger house? This is a new bit. Who's the bigger who's shit the bigger house? Who's the bigger shit house? I don't know. I think it's Kenny. I mean, it's also, we should point out, it's not because we think they're bad. This is just a, a term of endearment yeah. for like a, a brawling physical yeah. style and frankly, a, a guy that has a real, just a, uh, like a... <laughs> Can you see in your head... Not a, a poster body. A you know? stereotypical in your head. So picture this. It's the 1930s. 
and a carnival has come through town and there's a flying trapeze person a man a flying trapezeman and he has these wonderful striped pants he's got a weightlifting belt you think he'd be Picking up weights, I probably should have went with the strong man and not the trapeze, but I'm going to stick with trapeze. Because I'm seeing a trapeze <laughs> artist as being very, like, svelte and, like, okay. thin and acrobatic. So, okay, so. I'm talking about the guy that, like, can, like. <laughs> Why did like, I go with trapeze? I don't know. I don't know. But you really, you doubled down on it. And I, appreci- I appreciated you reinvesting in your choice, but. <laughs> But anyway, th- regardless, they have this, the brown and white striped pants on. Stripes mm-hmm. are going vertical. You know, they got a weightlifting belt on and then a really twirly mustache. And their hands are on their hips and their chest is just out. Yeah. They're puffing it so big. They're the cock of the walk. And they get there. They get you under their in the, their, your head and their fucking armpit headlock. They're just a fucking shithouse. You know? <laughs> What? And so then they is... come in on the trapeze and they're just, wait, what is this guy's job in the circus? Wait, so wait, he's like a strong man, but he's also got guys in headlocks. Multitasking, it's the 30s. Oh, bro. Bro, we got to keep it simple and straightforward. Wow. Okay, so can I just offer maybe an alternative take? On I mean, what sure, it mine's perfect, has? but it's fine. Um, think of the 1970s. Oh, we're moving in arrows. Okay, got it. Think about wrestling before uh, sort of the bodybuilding era. I mean, you had a little bit of that sort of like before Ken, Muscle Beach. The Ken Pateras of the world were wrestling in the yeah. '70s and stuff. But uh, for the, a lot of times, you had guys with bodies like Harley Race, Terry Funk, uh, Stan Hansen, big old dad bods, Bruno Sammartino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys that were like 250 pounds, but who were built like. Brick shit houses. Yep. Like, uh, if anybody's an MMA fan, like a fit or a Millionenko body. Don't uh, know, but I, you're saying it, and I agree. Yeah, I if anybody's you. an MMA fan, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, he looks like a $2 steak, but he can kick ass. You know what I'm saying? I love that description. <laughs> Fucking tasty morsel, this man. But, man, if you get that morsel in front of you. <laughs> no, I'm saying he doesn't. The, the, it doesn't look like he's in great shape. Right. But, but he's just man, can he kick there. ass. And he yeah. never gets tired. And he's just brawling for hours and hours yeah. and hours. And then he drinks a case of beer yeah. after. You it know? doesn't matter, though. He yeah. goes to sleep, wakes up the next day, bangs on some weights, and then goes beat the ass out of some other That's guy. Or it. chops wood. Yeah, chops or wood. Or like, like lifts big barrels onto stuff, you know? Like, he's definitely yeah. not in the gym, like... No. Like pumping out with he's tank tops on and stuff. He's no, no, no. Circuit no. training. No, he's got real big wrists and forearms. Yeah, his hands could crush a watermelon. Yeah, like Har- like Harley Race yeah. and, and Danny Hodge, right? That's what I'm. That's what we're talking about. That kind of natural strength. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. <laughs> All right, everyone, audience, listeners, can you just come with me here? Mike's not here; it's just me. Did you hear how happy we both got when we talked about shit houses? <laughs> <laughs> because. That's how happy we want to be always on this podcast. And that's what shit houses are. True happiness for That's Mike what and wrestling I. can do yeah. for you. It can make you that happy. <laughs> you know? I love it so much. All right, so Macho Man Bret Hart. Macho Man and Bret <laughs> Macho Man and Bret Hart. Wrestlers. Perfect. Uh, all right, so this match coming up, Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling's big wrestling event. Yep. I'm sure you've heard of WrestleMania, even if you're not a fan. It's a cultural touchstone. You know what it is. They're a huge event. This is New Japan's huge event. Huge events each uh, January is, I think, when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so from a few years ago, I have watched it. 
I do not remember any of it. Great. So I'm very excited about Perfect. it. Perfect. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to come back after the break. You, you're going to hopefully, if we do it right, if I do our editing right, you're going to hear us react to the match. But it's not going to be the whole match. We'll come back. We'll talk about post-match. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. This is the main event of the evening gets underway. The crowd roars with anticipation at the thought of the incipient conflict between the two godmen before them. Okay, just looking at the two chests. Yep. If we compare the chests, mm-hmm. Kenny's the bigger shithouse. Really? Maybe. I would say Okada's the bigger shithouse if, if I had to pick. And frankly, I would not. <laughs> I would not say either one is a shithouse. Because Kenny, to me, Kenny is more. Wow, we're really they are more spelt. Kenny is has <laughs> less body fat on him than Okada, I think. The BMI, <laughs> Kenny. Boy, what? It's not what wrestling can be; it's what we're making wrestling. <laughs> it does not take long for a respectful conflict of rivals to turn into a shit house, thanks to the arrogance of Omega who spits in the face of the champion and then nearly decapitates him with a missile drop kick from the top rope. Oh. Oh. That's a shithouse move. It is. <laughs> and now with all of the momentum on his side, Kenny Omega dives into the night sky like a mulleted angel of death, flying far beyond the barricade surrounding the ring and executing a perfect moonsault that obliterates the beleaguered champion. Oh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. That's the one I remember. Oh, my God. It's so scary. It's so scary, and it's done so flawlessly. Look at this. But in spite of all of these beautiful wrestling maneuvers inflicted upon him, the proud and stoic champion refuses to capitulate. He drags his battered body back into the ring and then launches his opponent overhead like a smooth, strong cattle rancher flinging the day's final bale of hay 12 feet up into his cozy barn loft. There he goes! There he goes! There he goes! Oh my god! Omega sails erratically through the air, a man-sized homing pigeon whose sensitivity to magnetism has been compromised. After a terrifying somersault, Kenny's wild ride comes to a painful end as his gorgeous tanned body crashes through a tiny ringside announcer's table. Surely this cruel twist of fate has broken the back of God's most perfect creation. But what is this? Kenny is somehow alive. As God is my witness, the angel of wrestling still breathes. Kenny is back on his feet and lusty for his pound of flesh, which he carves from the champion's supple frame with a series of devastating, skull-crushing knees. God, God damn! <laughs> it's so good. Both men are now walking vats of lactic acid, scrounging for their last gasp energy buried deep within the innermost nucleus of their taut, rippling muscles. This is so oh, good. Oh, I love oh, it. Well, he's also like... <laughs> each of these beautiful titans lusts to finish his opponent, but it is the flaxen-haired champion who earns the advantage, grabbing Kenny by the wrist and then nearly separating him from his internal organs by way of a monstrous rainmaker. 
Clothesline! Oh! It's just, it's just oh, so it's a Mozart! Okada is victorious! Adulation rains down from 60,000 screaming maniacs! Ringside spectators are literally weeping as though a loved one were ascending on a golden chariot to the heavens above. In addition to his beautiful golden belt, the champion is also awarded 800 kajillion yen and a literal fucking mountain of delicious snacks and treats. My God! If this is a just world, we will one day worship this perfect man! Boy, that was a wrestling match. Yeah, welcome back. That was Okada versus Kenny Omega 1. Uh, Mike has said many times that there's, there's three more, and it results in a, a real fever pitch of a, a match at the end there that I'm really excited to watch. So we'll probably come back and do more of these, just us two, with this specific series and then other series in the future, but... I think we have to. Yeah. We owe it to humanity to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's... Yeah, humanity. That's right. It's give the people, high stakes. Give the people what they want. Yeah, and they want this. It's a very We're assuming that you want this. I hope we're right. Yeah. Um, we hope we can feed you this, like, mama birds. <laughs> You always got to take it to an 11, Bo. I'm at like a three, and then I'm looking for someone to go to a five, (laughs) and you're like, you're like 52. Mama bird. (laughs) Feeding them baby birds, wrestling matches. So from... Get over here, sorry. I'm sorry. All right, let's talk about the match. This match was a whopping, like, what, 50 minutes? Almost 60? Uh, There was a 60-minute time limit, yes? I don't... Yes, yes, yeah, 60 minutes, yes, 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 it's a Wrestle Kingdom main event, yes, it's a 60 minute time limit, for sure. So I think, I think the match was around 45. I had watched this match, I remember watching it, not live, I watched it like the night before, and it resonates just as hard today as it did two years ago. It is so well paced. Mm-hmm. We say 60 minutes, 50 minutes, and you think, oh shit, that's a slog, but... These Okada and Omega are such masters at their craft. It's not a slog. It just fucking flies by, and it's so good. Yeah, it feels like it's about fifteen minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes when you're watching it, you know. And then you then you realize no, that twenty minutes has just been how much Okada got beat up for it's, twenty minutes straight. It's, it's so impressive that they can each go on these sustained runs of offense. You know, because like for most of the first half of the match, Kenny was in control for sure. Um, and then Okada hit that drop kick that knocked Kenny to the outside and then then the back body drop through the table. Yeah. And listeners, you got to watch this match. We forgot to tell you where to watch it. Yeah. But if you got to watch it cuz some of the, I think every single drop kick which is listeners that don't know when you leave the floor completely with your kicks and you kick you, them in the face, you jump shoulder. up in the air and you use mm-hmm. both of your feet yeah. to kick someone in the chest. And there's missile drop kicks, chop kicks, there's normal drop kicks. I'm sure there's other versions of a yeah. drop kick but every single drop kick in this match is so buttery smooth it's i can't even explain it's like bliss i can't explain it you know you just feel it it's how like, fucking good it is Bo just had too much ice cream i did i had too much ice cream so yeah check the match out on new japan world that's the app um 
yes. where they have their it's just like the WWE Network, but with New Japan Pro Wrestling. We'll plug it. It's ten bucks a month. It's kind of hard to sign up because I think it's like nine. It's, I think it's, <laughs> I love I, that you keep saying I, nine. I, I think it's I eight ninety nine. Oh, so I think it's eight ninety nine. Okay, a month. If you want to start following along with us a lot, New Japan and WWE Network are two probably smart things to pick up. Yeah. Most of the matches we're going to watch. Are yeah, you there. should watch the matches with us. Because then you can see how beautiful these drop kicks were and how every time anything happens, Okada and Omega are so good at selling the move, you think that they just got hit by a Mack truck mm-hmm. because of how well they perform in the ring and the story they tell in the ropes. It's... I'm... I'm like... This match is so good <laughs> that I'm speechless. It's hard to think that they could do anything better than that, or that really anyone could tell Period. a better story than <laughs> that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just you gotta watch it because it, because I don't know if we're gonna get them fighting each other again uh, for a very long time. Because for some reason, because for those that don't know, Kenny left uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling a year and a half ago or so to. Uh, be one of the founders of All Elite Wrestling, which Mike and I are very excited for, and they start TV yeah. next week. Yeah. Or, or have started whenever this comes out. Um, oh, yeah. October and, 2nd, I think. Yeah, is when that starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just uh, – so he's over there now because he's one of the founders, and I think Okada's still in New Japan, still doing great stuff, and I don't know if he'll ever – I feel like he's a long time – Unless WWE wants to grab him, but even then he won't fight. Him oh either. yeah, Okada seems to be the franchise for sure. Mm-hmm. Him yeah. and uh, him and Ibushi. Not Ibushi. Oh Tanahashi. Tanahashi, but yeah. Tanahashi's he's he's gonna retire soon. I feel it. He's yeah. getting busted up. Yeah. Or busted apart and worn down. Yeah, he's uh, had a hell of a career. So I feel like this this series of matches might be the last time we see them together, right? Yeah, is there it a G one they it, wrestled in the it, North American G one? Did he? Because he won that. So the next match is a little preview for okay. the next Ooh. match in this series. Yeah, their next match is a straight up sixty minute time limit rematch in June mm-hmm. two thousand eighteen. Square so off over a year later. They square off. No, oh oh, I'm sorry, June two thousand seventeen. Right. Yes. So it's several months later. Okay. Then they square off in the two thousand seventeen G one. And I believe that's a 30-minute time limit match. Okay. And then the following year in June, they have their final confrontation, which is a two out of three falls match at the Dominion pay-per-view. Yes, and that's the one we actually do have. We we were going to do that one today, but Mike had the smart idea of, like, there's storytelling we're missing if we missed the three matches prior. Yeah. And that's smart. So I'm really excited to do that because this match, uh, if all things go correctly, uh, in between (laughs) – where we are now and we're before there is a light, nice little snippet of us experiencing the match. And there was some, even already seeing it, both of us had some pretty loud, holy shit moments, which is what I want from wrestling. Well, I think that that was the reaction of the entire, you know, wrestling world yeah. that saw this match because this, uh, Dave Meltzer gave this match six stars. He did. We'll six the, out of five. The ratings then. Six out of five stars. Yeah, so Dave Meltzer is kind of like, the grandfather of wrestling journalism. Yeah, he's the dean. Yeah. Of wrestling critics. Yeah, he's the inside man. He knows everyone. He's been writing about wrestling since the 60s? No. 50s? Since the 80s. <laughs> since the 30s, I think? Stop he, it. Uh, so he dresses in trapeze pants. 
Dave was maybe, <laughs> I think Dave was like born in the 60s. Yeah, he's actually still pretty fairly young, but he's been, uh, since Mike and I have been born from the 80s, he's been writing and covering wrestling. Yes. And he still does to this day. Like, he watches everything. And he doesn't review everything, but all major pay-per-views or events, he usually will give match rankings. So, in this show, we're going to give you his ranking after, uh, with the guests anyway, after we give all of our rankings. Uh, but because it's already out there, he gave this match. He's a five-star system. He gave this one a six out of five star. So he thought it was so good that he'd break his own rubric that he has had. He's done it once before this. There was a six from the yeah. 90s. From the 80s. 90s in all Japan. Yeah, yeah. A Misawa match. So it's rare that he does that. That's how good the match is, which is why we stress that you, you definitely watch it. Um, but let's get into what like, yeah. the rankings. So we have a fun ranking system. Yeah, we're Mike, not going to have just a straight star ranking system we're kind of a a a, a, a limiting uh measurement system like here's five stars well what does that mean it's good our system though yeah our system gives you a lot uh, it's it's uh provides a much more i think complete picture of what type of match it is and why we enjoy it it's a comprehensive yeah rating rubric that is flawless yeah would you say it's, yeah, it's definitely flawless. I don't think there's anything wrong with it's it. Not a thing. I think I wouldn't change anything. Because there's nothing to change. It's flawless. There's five different categories. Correct. And we're going to rank the five different categories <laughs> on a one to five star scale. It's flawless, but it's dumb. But it's still flawless. How many shithouses do you give this match, Bo? What will the shithouse represent? The brawling aspect. The, uh, the fight sport aspect. Of this, this match. And there's five in each. Technically. Yes. This shit houses. I give this one. I'm going to give it six out of five shit houses. Wow. Just the way every wow. single hit you feel. Yeah. Every single chop, every single V trigger, every single normal knee, that fucking off the top rope moonsault yeah. to the outside ring. Yeah. That's part of flippy floppy but yeah. still it's the impact was there yes it was a perfect when he when kenny gets um f- does he get tossed over into the table yeah it's a back body drop okay so there's a table and the tables in in japan are real tables they're not gimmicked which gimmicked means made to well be except they look they do look like they're they made, made of cardboard different material, i think they're made of card- i think they're made of cardboard <laughs> i let's just say in wwe i wouldn't trust to put a paper plate on their table okay <laughs> but here Maybe. Anyway, uh, he's running towards. I think he was. Are they scuffling or did he run towards? Yeah, Okada? Kenny's running at, at Okada, and Okada drops down and launches him over Lips the top rope. I mean, we're talking like a twelve foot free fall here. He does a front flip, right, mm-hmm. and then lands spine and ass basically. Yeah. Middle back, directly or small of his back, directly on the table. It shatters. It's beautiful. It's a shit house hit. If I've never se- ever seen one. Six out of five shit houses. Wow. And your score. Okay. So I'm actually going to give this match four out of five shit houses. Ooh, okay. Not because it was not impactful. It was the uh, their ability to sell those hard hitting moves, the dragon suplex off the top. Yeah. Uh, all the pretty much every knee that Kenny hit on Okada was like 
devastating. The drop, both of their drop kicks off the top rope. The first, Kenny is the first one where he just basically skins the fucking yeah. back of his neck and yeah. the top of his head, and he works that neck the entire match, which is yeah, great. Yeah, it looks beautiful, <clears throat> and for that reason, it doesn't get a perfect shit house rating for me. It's not sloppy enough because it is. It doesn't have that gritty kind of. Um, a blood-soaked mat, sort of. Like when Arn came to All Out, and came in and said, "You motherfucker, here's this." Here's the spine here's buster. This shit house. Shit house. He left the ring. <laughs> that that was a ten out of five shit houses for me. When Arn, with like Dad Arn Anderson, <laughs> like came extra back, Dad, He's like always super been dad. super Dad Arn Anderson <laughs> hit that spine buster in AEW. Yeah. Just let it be. Arn Anderson is. You say shithouse wrestler, he's like in the dictionary next to that. Just how he looks. And even in the 90s and 80s, he looked like 40 years old. Yep. And now he actually is way, way older than 40. And he's just yeah. bigger and shittier. In a good way. Shithouse. <laughs> in anyway, the best way possible. So four. Four, four out of five shithouses. All right. Uh, the next one is uh, flippity flops, which is what it means. If there's flippities and floppities in the match, uh, what is it? Uh, you'll give your rating this first for this one. Uh, for this one, I'm going to give this match three and a half out of five flippy flops. Three and a half out of five. If you hear any typing, folks, I'm going to write these down so we don't forget. Three and a half. Explain why, though. Because this match wasn't super flippy. This match right. had one really excellent flip. And frankly, that's how I would prefer it. I would prefer, for the, mo- for the most part, like my ceiling ideal perfect match has like a three and a half or four out of five flippy floppy ceiling max because i feel like almost in all cases if there is too much um high risk stuff with the with a few rare exceptions the ray mysterio eddie guerrero stuff from wcw Mm -hmm. ray mysterio psychosis these kind of lucha libre matches are amazing impressive and the high flying makes sense yeah on, on a lot of different levels and that to me to, so to me that can be a, a spectacular match and have a perfect flippy flop rating mm-hmm. but for the most part a lower flip flop rating for me does not mean that I enjoyed the match less right I'm just saying this is just my rating of how much there was in the match the three and a half out of five was executed perfectly okay I agree there but just not, wasn't a ton of it to evaluate I don't agree completely. Tell me what. But tell I me what agree. you agree and disagree with. I give the flippy flops two point five. Mm-hmm. I think it's directly in the middle. Mm-hmm. Is that math right? Yes. Um, yep. Because when it's done, it's done perfectly. Yeah. When it's done, it's done for a good reason. Yeah. And not just because you're outside the ring. I'm inside. Let me get outside this way. Yeah. Um. And then also sometimes it doesn't happen. I think Okada went to go do something and then he noticed Kenny moved and he changed his he's like okay I'm not gonna jump Mm -hmm. one of them did that yeah and I love that because it actively brings me in to say hey they're not just doing it to get themselves over to get crowd pop they're doing it because it needs to be done in this moment of the the match yeah let's both like get in the right position so that I can do this cool move yeah uh way more like I'm trying to do this to you oh I can't do this now because You've moved out of the way. <laughs> Tell me about the TI-86 calculators. Yeah. What score is that? Then I'll give mine. The TI-86 calculator represents the technical merits of the match. 
because that was the calculator that we all <laughs> had to use yep. in they uh, still do in high school. Do they? I'm gonna rank this match uh, for my TI-86 counts. Shit, because it is extremely technical. Yeah. Fuck it. Five. Wow. Five. Wow. I think it's no, four. 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 Because it's not. <laughs> don't, don't let me. Don't let me four. influence you. Four. I think four. I, well, I'm thinking as I say, as I say five over and over. I think no, it's four. Because I think the four represents it's not perfect, but maybe because the flippy stuff is in there, mm-hmm. that takes away a bit of the technical, even mm-hmm. though that's technically, like, you need to have that skill to do those. Yeah. But I think that's why I land on the four. Maybe. Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm convinced myself. I think that rating this match is really interesting because you have two wrestlers that are relatively similar stylistically, I would say. Right. Kenny is definitely the more acrobatic of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, uh, that moonsault that Kenny did oh, off the... I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, frankly, I apologize for saying that, that, that there was one flip in the match. There were not. <laughs> there were two <laughs> unbelievable flips. And there was the middle rope moonsault as well that yes. Kenny does. But, that I mean, that's, mm. that's a pretty small flip. The flip... The uh the basically it's basically a golden triangle moonsault uh off the top rope yeah to the outside flawlessly executed uh so so it's interesting that uh to rate this match because both guys are relatively similar uh with the exception of Kenny's high flying ability right uh and so I feel like we're gonna end up giving uh fairly well rounded grades you know. Uh, it's not like they are really technically proficient. They are great mm-hmm. high flying yeah. uh, wrestlers. It's just kind of match. Yeah, you're right. We're gonna see across all five of these categories. Yeah, they're all pretty. Cause it's just a fucking good match. It's a super good match, and they they show a lot of different abilities in the match. Yeah, different and so styles. I, and I feel like because of that, my ratings might not. We might not see a perfect rating on anything from me. Because it's the sum. Because it's the sum of the parts. Yeah. Uh, so all that is to say, I'm gonna give this match uh, four out of five TI-86 calculators. Four. Got it. So we agree on the count. There were a, there was a lot of good ground-based grappling to start the match. Mm-hmm. Really built up this idea of an even contest between the two. Yeah. And uh, they slowly and intelligently built up the offense to a fever pitch and both of us were on the edge of our seats as uh, they started getting closer and closer to trying to finish the other one uh, after having worn each other down yeah. for the last 50 minutes. You know what I mean? Like I, I did not know how to predict what was going to happen. You know, cause when you're a wrestling fan, you kind of see stuff and you, yeah. you, you know, it's fun to try and guess what's going to happen. Yeah. And, oh, I bet this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. There are several times in this match, even though I had seen it before, where I was like, part of me was like, oh, God, that's it. Well, it goes back to what we talked about with the Al Snow thing. It's like, because we're, we're not inside this industry. No. Right? We're outside, but yep. we, we do feel like we know a bit about it. So, when a match happens and the, the buildup and, and the, the uh, near misses of pinfalls and whatnot are so close that I've seen the match, but I've forgotten like what is the what's the end result for this match? I'm so into it. That's yeah. that's a good match. If I've already seen it, but I'm still on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I was literally on the edge of my seat yeah. at the end there, and I watched this already. Yeah, it's just so good. It was beautiful. 
Um, we got two more ranks. So this one, <laughs> these are the Melrose Places. Yeah. What is this? What is this rating? This is going to be uh, the dramatic storytelling aspect of the match, mm-hmm. the emotional content of what we're okay. seeing. Um, in terms of, are these two friends that are battling yeah. for a prize? Are they bitter enemies? Which is why we needed to watch this match before the fourth match. Exactly. Yeah, yeah to be able to properly em- evaluate the number we of Melrose to, places. This is a very serious, not, it's flawless system. So we have Flawless to and serious. And also, again, what the world needs yeah. and wants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we read that one. So, yeah, that's what they, they need, they want it, they told us. We're here giving it. So. Uh, so because this uh, was their first meeting, um, the it is not a perfect Melrose Place rating for me. Correct. But I did like the idea that this match was going to decide who was going to take New Japan Pro Wrestling into the future. Yeah. Is it going to be Okada, the domestic homegrown superstar uh, who has every physical tool you could possibly want? Or is it going to be Kenny Omega? The uh, the yeah, outsider, the, the the leader of Bullet Club, yeah. and and uh, a guy that could be a star for the company all over the world, yep. um, but who is not given the same type of physical gifts, just from a st- from a mm-hmm. size standpoint. I think you're tipping on you're hitting on something before you give your rating about the moving words are going to go moving forward, yeah. right? Because like. People often with, with wrestling are like, they have a championship belt. Who cares? It's predetermined. They were given the belt. But, mm-hmm. well, yes, they were. But they were given that belt because the company has recognized that their personality, their character, their sensibilities is what's going to lead their brand. Yes. And so the fact that they're like, after this match, Okada, you will continue to lead this brand. Um, and Kenny will be your foil, basically. It's just it, – it, because they don't take the strap off of it, it just says, hey, we trust you, Okada. That you're gonna deliver, you know, seven six star matches yeah. out of five uh, that make New Japan as a whole lift up. And it lets Kenny chase him. Yeah, and the chase is so good. Even if he's the, there's really no heel or face in this match. But Kenny's more the heel, I would say, in this match. Would you agree? Just his uh, mannerisms, the way yes. he acts. Yes. Also, Bullet Club is not a particularly nice group of correct. It's just always gentlemen. weird because people love them. You know, they do. They're yeah, still the bad guys. Yeah. So all that is to say, I'm going to go ahead and give this match just because I feel like there's a lot of room to grow on this level. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this three out of five Melrose places. I gave it a two. Okay. Same reasons, though. Okay. But that's just where I'm falling on. Yeah. Um, Although, just, but again, edge of my seat, half the match. But I'm going to stick with two. So three and a two. All right. So the last. This one's fun because it might not get a good rating at all for this match. But yeah. it's the Chaplains. The Chaplains. What are the Chaplains, Mike? And then I will give my rating and you can give yours. This is just a, a rating of what kind of uh, – how excellent the comedy was in the match. Because com- <laughs> yeah, comedy yeah. can be a really entertaining part of pro wrestling. Um, and I'm sure that it before all, it is all said and done, we will watch some very funny matches. That are very good. Either – that are very good. I, and frankly, they could be really funny on purpose – or really funny for a reason that is absolutely yeah. not intended by the people making the match at the time. Yeah. But I felt we or we felt that it was important to have a comedy rating because that is a part of pro wrestling. 100%. Um, and it can be one of the most enjoyable aspects. Uh, when so done well, it's chef's kiss. Yes. This match uh, was not a comedy match. No. Nope. This is a very serious match. Yeah. 
so for that reason, there's not going to be a huge uh, Chaplin rating from me. Oh, by the way, this is a Charlie Chaplin rating. Yeah, he's a funny guy. As a reference to physical comedy, everybody. <laughs> uh, In case you missed it. But I did find myself laughing during the match because of a few of the spots. They just they brought so much joy to me. Right. When Kenny took that back body drop through the table, my reaction was to laugh because I was so amazed at what had just happened. Okay. Keep going. Sorry, sorry. sorry. The moonsault yeah. over the guardrail from the top rope, the same kind of reaction. I was like tick I mean, I was like overjoyed. Um the same thing for uh, Kenny taking that missile drop kick off his knee where he, <laughs> he goes back and over and oh my God. ass over tea kettle. Um, to me, those are not – they're not like slapstick moments, mm -hmm. but they bring laughter to my to my soul. Are you talking about the one where, where Okada went up with the, the two strike and then he flew back and like kind of hit the ropes? That one? His, uh, his legs were akimbo backwards into the ropes. Uh, I'm talking about Okada's drop kick off the top rope, but there's oh, also there was yeah. also the shotgun drop kick in the to middle the of the ring <laughs> into the turnbuckle. <laughs> uh, those aren't necessarily comedy spots, but I found myself laughing with delight. Okay, so I'll say this before you give a rating for this. Yeah, because I'm gonna say that yes, I laughed at those too, but yeah. my laughter is because not out of uncomfortable, but out of shocked. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. So I guess it is an uncomfortable laughter. Yeah. I'm not uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's what the laughter is. Yeah. So. Uh, that's where I fall on those things. So yeah. give your score, but I might have a different one. I'm going to give this match a two out of five. Two. Gotcha. Chaplains. Goose egg for old me. Okay. I just found nothing funny in this match. Okay. Hold on. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of the young boys. Also, a few, <laughs> uh, also a couple of the facial expressions in the match where they were so dazed. They were so yeah. the thousand yards there. Uh, just cracked me up because it was like these guys are just – beating the hell out of each other if you get in their inner monologue you're like what are we doing right yeah now? <laughs> yeah uh, i still give it zero but i i do but again it's not a funny match in nature so the zero is not bad right it's just different so you said two though i said two all right so let's write these down um simply because i could see myself watching another serious match that was excellent in every yeah. you know in every way uh, but it wouldn't have those elements that made me like cackle. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For whatever reason. I get you. Yeah. So that's our as all. Oh, to recap, Mike gave Okada versus Omega One at Wrestle Kingdom 2011. Nope. Wrestle Kingdom 11 2017. Yep. He gave four out of five shit houses. Yep. Three point five out of five flippy flops. Four out of five TA86 calculators. Three out of five Melrose and two out of five Chaplains. I gave the match six out of five shit houses, two point five flippy flops out of five, <laughs> four TI eighty six calculators. I'm not gonna do the out of five anymore, but two Melrose places and a goose egg zero for Chaplains. So I think it evens out with my zero and my six evens out uh -huh. your two and your uh, four. I guess even though we're not doing any averages yeah um yeah so we're gonna make our guests do this this is actually really really fun it's really it's really fun and the other thing is it's like it's silly for to, i think for us to go like how oh an overall rating like how many yeah. how good was this it's like well that's sort of like a matter of opinion you 100%. know 100 
You know, like to, it, it, to me, it's more interesting to break down the elements of the match and which which parts we thought were the most fun. Because they're all going to be great. That's what I this agree. show is. I set down the mic and then agreed with Mike and realized that there was no audio for it. No one's going to give a bad star rating <laughs> to any match on this. Oh, I thought I thought you were like, no one's going to give you a bad star rating in the podcast because they missed your agreement. Oh, no, I can't guarantee that. That may happen. You can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Tope Suicida Pod. Um, that's T-O-P-E-S-U-I-C-I-D-A-P-O-D is the thing. Wow, I can't believe you spelled that. We actually never told well, people what well the done. fuck Tope Suicida means. Oh. <laughs> Let's do that real quick. Maybe they have to guess. What does it mean to you guys? Yeah. Let us know. What can the move... I mean, it's not a move. It's not a wrestling Tweet move. Tweet at us. You've said too much. No! no! It's what wrestling no! can be! Uh, so I, you can follow me on uh, all forms of social media, uh, just at Bo Rosser. That's B E A U R O S S E R. And Mike is 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 off. You can follow stuff. me on no forms you of can, social media. If you want to see Mike do anything? Just follow Saboteur Improv, which is our team. That's it on um, Instagram because we have shows coming up, but they'll be over by the time you hear this. Send Bo a direct message. Ooh, He'll yeah. give you a PO box that you can then write a handwritten letter to me through yeah i'll do that i'll get a feel box uh or just email me uh toby suicide at gmail.com is the email so we have one thing last thing that we're doing is called the wrestling is uh invocation so i'll let mike start because i'm blank what is wrestling mike yeah this is the part of the show we get real serious where we get serious and we give a very concise uh, description of what wrestling means to each mm-hmm. of us. What's an appropriate description? Yeah, and, uh, we're hoping to get some really profound stuff out of yeah. not only ourselves but also our guests at this time. Yeah, this is the time when it's yeah. So for me, wrestling is that little tap on your shoulder. There it is on your shoulder. Yeah, that lets you know. That sometimes the world can make sense. It does. It doesn't always have to be garbage. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But sometimes good stuff happens, and it's because you're working together. Yeah. It's work. You're working with your buds. And your buds. You're being buddy wrestler. That's it. What's wrestling to you, Bill? Uh, wrestling is that warm shower. That washes <laughs> over your back when you're just tired. You've been out and you've been, you've just been outside all day. And there's dirt all over your body. And you come inside and you're like, I gotta get this dirt off my body. So you get in the shower. You turn on your knobs, <laughs> and then you let the water wash over you. And that water, Mike, it's wrestling, baby. <laughs> this has been Dope Suicida. We'll see you next week. No.